Welcome to Soundings Podcast. I'm Dudley Evanson, and for more than four decades, my husband Dean Evanson and I have created music and media that supports people and the planet. In our Soundings Podcast, we'll be sharing interviews with wisdom keepers we have met in the course of our life journey. To learn more about our activities and releases, please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. In this series, we will be hearing interviews with the sound healing pioneers who are featured in our Sonic Healing Meet the Masters video course. This podcast is from Session 2, Song of the Soul, Message of Spirit, featuring Reverend Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith and his wife, Ricky Barris Beckwith. This episode features our conversation with Ricky Byers Beckwith, who is the Music and Arts Director of the Agape International Spiritual Center. There, she directs the 200-member Agape International Choir. The Beckwith's powerful partnership has resulted in dynamic work, enabling transformational healing through the power of music. Enjoy. would like to share a little bit about how other you know what can other people do in their lives because you know we obviously see your tremendous talent but other people might think oh I'm not good enough or I don't or I can't you know so how to get people past that well I don't know how to reiterate that question mm-hmm. I think that when we are able to ex- to discover what our gifts are Sometimes people want to do what I do. They want to, they feel um, sometimes even sad that they don't have the life that I have or that they can't write a song or that they can't sing. Well, first of all, I feel like everybody can sing. You know, not everybody needs to be in the agape choir, but everybody's trying to get in it. <laughs> and, most, and most everybody makes it. <laughs> you know, because I believe people need to sing. I believe everybody needs to it's good for us. And that's why the chants fascinate me so much because the chants are simple songs and people should be able to catch them very fast. And the singing of the chant has the power to uh, uplift us and to lift the vibration. So to just to raise the spirit as they used to say in the old days. So the chants are very important. And I love writing the chants, but there are people who really want to do that. There are some people who want to write chants. And and they take chant writing classes, but I never took a chant writing class. But then again, I'm a naturally taught musician, so you know I just feel that when we follow our inspiration and we allow the inspiration to create, to create from our inspiration, that we're going to do a work that is worthy, that, that is going to feel good and going to really heal and inspire the listener. Um, and the singer. And the singer. And the singer. Um, uh, but yet, I feel though, because of the way we're educated in our school systems, that so much about our educational system does not um, facilitate the individual in discovering what their greater gifts are. You know, we are kind of churning out these beings who will work for a job to make money, and they end up in jobs that are so unfulfilling. And, uh, and I just in, I'm in love with the hip-hop generation. These folks do not want to work. They don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, they'll do whatever until they can do what their dream is. I'm thinking like, you go. You know, do follow your passion. You know, what is it 
that you have that you love to do? You know, what is it that you love to do that, it, that, that lifts your heart? Now, how does that gift serve the world? So first it's like, well, it gives me delight because I get to write, but now who am I writing for? And what is the gift of this work to the world? How does it help, well, how does it serve humanity? And um, so when we're looking at what, I, what it is, because sometimes it's art, sometimes it's not that you, some, I can, you should see my drawings. I'm really a great artist because I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the thing is, my daughter helped me get beyond my blocks of, I can't draw. She says, oh, mommy, sure you can't. And she gave me her colors, and she goes, paint, draw, you know, dream, go for it. But not go for it to make millions of dollars. Go for it, because you're going to be a better you if you're expressing your gifts, your art. And uh, I just, I, I think that is a wonderful thing to know. Great. Um, that's perfect. And also just in terms of using singing, not as performance, mm -hmm. maybe just for self, yes. maybe just for in yeah. the car, you know, that yes. kind of thing. Because I think I personally had a healing experience with singing and it really yes. changed, you know, there's a long yes. story, but I know how important it is. Yes. Not as I'm going to do it for somebody else. It's not part of a big thing or uh -huh. going to record it or anything, but just that person. Yeah. So yeah. Well, singing is important for everybody. That's why when a person says, I don't sing, I'm monotone, and, or the, when I was in fourth grade, the teacher told me to be quiet and, you know, in front of all the kids and I just haven't sung since. And I mean, I've heard, I've heard stories like this of people who've been mortally wounded by the choir director. So I'm hoping I'm not that kind of choir director, <laughs> you know, but um, because when a person des decides not to sing, there's a whole part of their brain that's not and their being, their breathing, their lungs, that's not being activated. Now, one could play tennis and walk and run and do exercise, but what happens when you sing? Something else happens when one sings. And that's why singing is so easy to do, because the Spirit would give us that facility so that we could heal ourselves easily. So, um, I, sound healing, uh, I, I know that um, once I was, um, I didn't know this was happening. Uh, I was in a car accident. This is a real quick story. I was in a car accident. Probably the whole thing was a setup, but I was in the car accident. And I worked with a chiropractor for about three months. And then after the end of our session, he says, okay, now we have to take x-rays. And I'm thinking, like, you're supposed to take x-rays before you start. So anyway, I think he was just the cricket chiropractor. <laughs> he takes these x-rays. And then he says, and then he called me, he says, I hate to give you this news, but there's a growth that's right above your bladder, and um, it's really large, and I want you to come in to see this. So I went, I, and at this time I was in my uh, uh, spiritual uh, studies, and I was like, um, I said, that's, I said, whatever you see does not exist from this moment on, and I just went into denial. I went into denial, and in the, and, 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 and I said, but I will come in for an x-ray. So because he dated it wrong. That's why I needed to come in again, because he dated x-rays wrong. So that night, uh, this coughing happened in my body, and I just started coughing, and I realized that the coughing was breaking down something in my body. It was shattering it, just the cough, which is sound. 
you know. So it's all sound, all, I mean, sound is even beyond singing. Sound is sound. And then I started doing this thing called the bee's breath that I thought I'd made up, but then I found out that it's called the Brahmin's breath in India. And it's just this a high nasal sound. It's like a like that, high pitch, resonant, very resonant field. And so in the wee hours of the morning, to calm the coughing, I would go into this sound. Four days later, I went for this new x-ray, and the man said, I don't believe this. I don't believe this is happening. So the, there was something that was there, but it wasn't solid anymore. And it was just a film. It was just a, a shadow of something that had a circular mass, and it had moved. And so he said, I don't believe this is happening. I said, yeah, in another few days, it'll disappear altogether. I'm out of here. <laughs> And I haven't looked back. That was like about 15 years ago. But the interesting thing about that story is that I know that the sound had everything to do with what was going on. And then, of course, a high being told me, there was a time when that belonged in your body because of your thought. That you were in so much pain and so unhappy that your body was building this mass around its disappointment. She says, but now your body is so full of light that all of that has gone to shatter. It's shattered into tiny pieces. It's gone. It's disappeared. And I think my song of life, my song of joy, my song of gratitude had everything to do with that. Now you ask a question about just regular singing, singing on the highway, singing in the shower, singing, check this one out, singing while you're cooking. Because if you sing while you're cooking, the food's gonna taste better. Yeah, and there are scientific studies that show that if produce is being grown, but there are no birds around, that what's growing does not have as much uh, nutritional content as produce that is grown where there are birds and where there are, where there, where, where there, where there are birds, <laughs> where there are, there, are, there are animals and creatures that have a song of life, which is interesting. It's very interesting. Yes, it is very interesting. There's actually a company that does Sonogrow, and they, they develop these sounds and put them to the plants and mm -hmm. uh, in mm -hmm. fields, and they grow better. And basically, I haven't heard the sounds, but the way they've been described, it sounds mm -hmm. like birds in the morning. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And that, that makes totally, because the birds, as the, some well, native the philosophy, they, yeah. they're singing life into existence. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, I think, sound, sometimes because we're human beings and sometimes we're so self-centered, human-centered, that we forget that sound and music begin. It begins with the birds early in the morning, you know, giving us that wake-up call, <laughs> you know, and oh, the crickets and, you know, and all the other things, and not the gardener. Not the flower. Not the leaf blower. Yeah, not the leaf blower. But sometimes even the leaf blower, you know. But it's like, that's an ohm. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about singing when you're vacuuming. <laughs> singing when you're vacuuming. That's when I get my best songs. Not when I'm vacuuming, but when I'm sweeping and doing the very small things around the house. That's my sweetest meditation. That's when I, I, ca I capture so many melodies. Just when I'm cleaning and humming. And then I realize I'm humming something that I've never hummed before. Hey, look, that's a new song. <laughs> Yeah. Do you find that, um, like, if you're feeling down, to sing helps? Oh, yeah, definitely. And when I'm feeling down, I put on my own record. Now, I know that sounds a little 
interesting, but I do. I have an album called Pray For Me. And there's a song on there called As Seasons Change. And it's a song that I wrote to kind of release my children, to let them go. I mean, my children were in their, are still in their early 20s. And, but there's a place where a mother has to understand that right now they need to go. And we need to have the trust that they're going to be okay, that they're going to find their way. Just like we did when we were 20. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and I wrote a song. My daughter, I, I called her and said, I'm, you know, I really am missing you right now. And she was in New York. I was in L.A. And, um, and she says, yeah, but, Mommy, you'll use that. She says, you'll write from it. Create from it. Create from it, Mommy. And I, and I'm, I hung up the phone. And I was like, create from it. Create from it. So when I got home, I went to my piano, and it was about 9 at night. And um, it was a really interesting day uh, for a parent, you know. And I went to the piano, and I tried to write this song about, I mean, great platitudes. I mean, I wanted to talk about wisdom and strength and, you know, and nothing came. It was like I wanted to write this song about truth. So I just wrote that I was having this issue trying to write this song. But one thing I know, that if I don't know what to do, I can just give a smile to somebody. Or, you know, or, 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 or make a friend, or take a ride on the bus, do something I haven't done before, just to shift the, my way of being in the world. And that's what singing does. So when I need ministering to, I put that song on, or Pray For Me, that whole album, Pray For Me, very simple, it's just piano vocal. But it's, I think piano vocal is really Ricky at her best, because it's the way the songs are born. You know, and um, and that song just reminds me, and reminded me then, and still does, of what's the truth. It's like these things pass. This is a season for this, and there was a season when you were a younger mother with these kids, and now they've grown up. <laughs> you know, because they're not. And, and so, to the whole musical component of that is a letting, is a vibration of what it feels like to mourn, to let go. And so the song is a is actually a song that's written from grieving, but it's a it's a song of victory still, you know. It's a song of it's kind of both. It's like, well, I'm you know I'm out of sorts, but I know that I can do this. This this much I can do. And bless everything because everything has a season. I'm Phil. We've really covered a lot. It's great. Well, good. I wondered if you talk for two days. <laughs> I hope I didn't talk too much. <laughs> no, it's great. It's just perfect. I think both between both of you, it's just going to be wonderful. And okay. um, if you have any other stories or anything else you wanted to share, I, I want to honor your time. Um, I think we probably, I mean, there's just, I can talk about music and sound all day. I mean, there's just so much of it. Maybe maybe yeah. about fields, what the, how sound creates a field of okay. energy. Okay, I will. And I, I will tell you the example that I'll give. You know, when I was three years old, or, or and younger, I remember those years very well. But er, early in the morning, I would be awakened by three creatures. And now I know that those three creatures were angels. But I didn't know they were angels. I just thought they were snap, crackle, and pop kind of little cartoon characters. And they would appear on the windowsill. And they would wake me up, though, out of my sleep. It would be like, wake up, Ricky, wake up, wake up, wake up. Now, I'm in a room with other siblings that are asleep, but I'm the only one that hears this. 
and I'd get up and go to the windowsill and they would just put on a whole show for me. This was every day. I would wake up early and they would sing to me and I would just delight in the sound of what they were creating there. And um, I didn't know it for a long time. I didn't find out to year to like a few months ago that that was a gift. <laughs> you know, to be able to hear music like I heard it even at three and play it was a gift. I watched my three my three year old granddaughter play it, and I'm going like, I see what she's playing. She's not playing what I played at three. I know what I played at three, and that's when I realized that oh, what I can, what this facility of being able to hear sound the way I do is a gift. You know, that's something that I got to do this time. So the way they would wake me up, these angels, to send whatever it was, I don't know what it was, still wakes me up. But when I wake up, I don't see these things on the windowsill. I just get this vibration of music that wakes me from the, a dream. And it'll be there. I mean, sometimes whole songs will be there. You know, it'll be there, the, the whole chorus or the, the whole verse. And I hear, the, and I just make my way to the piano, and it's there. And I begin to play it. And then the sound is birthed into the room. And what that does for me, for me, <laughs> I hit the microphone, what that does for me is awesome. It's just, it's like I get the feeling of life. And in a, in a dream fulfilled, it's like that. It's like I'm uh, I'm feeling I'm fulfilling what I came to do. Now, when I get to present that to other people, and I watch them give me back to me what happened to me when the song was coming through me, is the joy of of of, of my life. And if I was crying when I wrote the song to watch them cry, you know, <laughs> you know, and so uh, this this whole um, magic and science, though, it's magical, it's mi mystical, it's mystical, the way it happens, you know, it's it's very natural because the birds do it, the bees do it, the animals sing all the time, the dogs, they all have their language, but the way we as human beings get to emit these beautiful sounds through our instruments and through our voices that can change a person's way of seeing things. They can help their heart to heal, to let go of something that no longer serves them, that can bring them joy. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And the last thing I want to say is that when today, when you were making your um, doing your, your spot downstairs and you were playing and and your husband was playing the flute and you I just watched your way of being with him and the way you played and the way you related to each other and the I believe that that is the healing power of your music is the way is the lover in you in the two of you the way you love each other it's what's really powerful. And sometimes people don't get that part. They, they think they can create without being a lover. But in order to do music that really inspires, somewhere in you, you better find that lover. <laughs> and so I honor the lover in the both of you 
that that produces the amazing music. It is that music. The love is the music. Thank you so much. And I honor the love in both of you and you individually and and him individually, but the two of you together, I think, I'm sure that that is a big part of the attraction. And that, I think we don't realize it because we do it. Yeah. Well, definitely, I know that you from know. everything I hear about both of you, it's always both of you. Mm -hmm. You know, Michael, yes, but Ricky and Michael, it's both of you. And that's yeah. what's so beautiful. It makes And to have the music as a component of, I, I really think that it's so important, the meaning of things mm -hmm. that we put into it. So his mm -hmm. words and your words too, mm -hmm. but you know, and then the energy of the music and the vibration of the music and the mm -hmm. spirit mm -hmm. and the love and the joy. Yeah. So it all fits together. Yeah, it's it really, really, it's a wonderful combination. Wonderful. We're so, I, I think all the four of us are very blessed to have found We're our blessed. soulmates and yeah, yeah. to be able to um, do what we love to do and follow our dreams and, and be inspirations to other people. Yeah. Because that's what's... Absolutely. That's what we know. We know, we all know we were here for. That's right. We were born for. Yeah. When I met, before I met Dean, my mother used to say, "Oh, Dudley, you're too idealistic. The world isn't that way. You're going to be mm -hmm. disappointed." And then I met him, and it's yeah. like more so. And I'm like, <laughs> "Doesn't let me worry about anything because that's not what we do. We don't worry about things. We make it make it better. You yeah. know, whatever it is." Yeah. So, and I'm sure you two lift each other up that way. Oh, we do. It's and so much. Fun. I've learned so much. You know, I'm, I mean, Michael, I've learned so much. He's my, he's my. I've learned a lot. We can do that on your next DVD. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be fun. I'm just thinking of, of uh, there's a, a number of people in the music business who are families, either mm -hmm. their brothers or mm -hmm. their, you know, wife, husband, wife, or whatever. But, you know, the, and then you guys. I'm just thinking of people who do a business and a yeah. partnership together. Yeah. I think that would make a really interesting program yeah. because people struggle to get along anyway but then to be able to work together and it's it's, it's a process i mean like i tell somebody it's like you know it's not that you arrive especially with michael and i that i arrive at this place and then we got that part handled yeah you, you know it's 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 for me because of the way i'm wired the way i'm wired is and when they say we can undo our wiring i still deal with all those things but they don't control me and part of my wiring is that it's got to be all about me, that I've got to be the best in the class. You know, I've got to have a straight A report card. You know, I, was, I lived with an aunt that was a little demanding. <laughs> and I was away from my family, but it was by my choosing. So I must have needed to learn the lessons that I learned in that period of my life from five to ten years old, that I would need to be in this situation in those very formative years of life, being inundated with a belief that you are only as good as you prove to be. Not that you're just good because that's who you are. You know, we love you because we love you. <laughs> Go play. You're all right. <laughs> no, you do this homework and you get A and you do, you know. And so what happens is if you're not the big shot, then you begin to feel like, oh, mm, you know. And it's like, and, and, I, and I, so with Michael, it's to watch him. And even my daughter, it's like on both sides. And my son, but my son is, is like me. We, we're, we're, the, we, we're the time release capsule. <laughs> Michael and Georgia, they shoom, they go like that, man. These are two geniuses on both sides. And on one side I have Michael, on the other side I have Georgia. And I'm thinking like, you know, this is a good time. Now you know you can handle this. Because every, all around you are people who achieve. They're smart. They're brilliant. 
And they support you. And they support you. You know, they support me. They're not trying to compete with you and be better than you. They're just who they are. They're just who they are. Being great. You happen to also be great in the middle of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody's great in, well, in the your hard, field of energy. At, well, see, the hardest thing about that wiring is that the message that was sent is that you're not great. You know? So as you remember that, wait a minute. I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> well, we've come a long way from being sinners. Yeah. And you know, I mean, sure, but of course, what does to sin mean? It means to miss the mark. Mm -hmm. So we have this ideal of human perfection that yeah. we would like to be achieving. And so in a way, if we miss the mark and we're not like perfect, and nobody's going to freak idea. out. Yeah. yeah, it's our own standard in, on some levels <laughs> yeah. that we're setting up this sort of this thing. thing that we fail at, but whatever. I mean, it's, it's just, so fun. it's amazing to me how certain religious religions mm -hmm. choose to focus on that sin aspect. In mm -hmm. fact, that's not what Jesus came to say. He well, was all about forgiveness and, you know, hey, yeah. it's not about sinning. It's about that you are a child of God. And yeah. You're a beautiful person, and right. I'm, I'm with you, and I'm rooting for you and, yeah. and lifting you up and, yeah. in any way. So that's what's so beautiful about yeah. But it, it, I'm afraid it's a little bit misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dad. It's a dad. <laughs> Yeah, well, this has been a pleasure. I really am glad to have just gotten to know you guys better. Thank you. Thank you. That thing about the birds in the morning, a motorcycle went by. Oh, you want to oh. repeat that? Could, could you... Mm-hmm. I thought that, yeah. And charge okay. that up again? Well, I've got it. Well, I just know that the first thing I hear that wakes me up in the morning are the birds. And the song of the birds and their calling in the day is as about as wonderful as it gets. I mean, nature is in is in, nature is attuned to itself. So when we're attuned to nature, you know, we really have a good day too. Thank you for listening to our Soundings podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this program. To learn more about our music, guided meditations, and videos, please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. Peace through music blessings.